Welcome, everybody, to Off the Cuff. I am Adam Banks. Thank you for listening to the show. Coming at you live from Lexington, Kentucky. Had a great weekend. Went and watched the Kentucky Wildcats in Rupp Arena, my first game of the season, getting to watch it live. Uh, had great seats, set eight rows from the floor, right center court, and those seats were great. I think anytime you go to a basketball game, you have to sit lower arena. And I don't mean to sound bougie when it comes to this, but I really will not go to a basketball game unless I'm sitting in lower arena, especially at Rupp Arena. Because Rupp Arena, you got to understand, those seats in Rupp Arena are so uncomfortable when you get up in the upper level. It's, you don't even really have a seat. You, you sit on benches, metal benches that make your butt itch, that make you, uh, that make your back uncomfortable. And it's just not a really comfortable experience. Uh, and some people are like, oh, I'll do it for the atmosphere. No, no, I have a much better atmosphere at my house watching it on a nice flat screen TV in my recliner, drinking a nice big cold pop. You know, it's much better than sitting sitting up there in Up Arena. So when people are like, oh, I got UK tickets, the first question out of my mouth is, okay, where are the tickets? And if they say Up Arena, I'm more than likely not wanting to go. You really couldn't give them to me. I don't really like it. But the game that I went to uh, this uh, last Friday, this past Friday, was Kentucky versus East Tennessee State. The Wildcats beat them 78-61. to And it was, um, it was a great game. Uh, it puts the Cats... Now at three and one, they are ranked seven overall in the country, and they have another game coming up tonight against Troy. And uh, Troy is an unranked team. They play them tonight at eight o'clock. Um, it's a team that Kentucky will beat tonight. I don't think that we we'll, we will have any problem beating Troy. What confuses me about Kentucky this year is the way they're playing defense. Uh, they they usually play the two three defense, which works for Kentucky. Uh, but this year they've been switching it up. They've not been playing the two-three defense much. They've been they've been uh, playing man-to-man a lot. Uh, sometimes they'll play zone. Uh, I, I don't I don't really know exactly what Cal is wanting to do with his defense this year. But he needs to get it together because these games have all come down to the wire. I know he beat East Tennessee State by, by more than ten points. Uh, yeah, that's all fine and dandy, but. There's going to be another team like Vermont that surprises us. There's going to be another team like Utah Valley that comes out there and, and plays their heart out and surprises us. And Troy could be one of those teams that, that necessarily uh, – I don't think they will beat us, and I think that we'll win by a lot against Troy. But it's a team like Troy that could come out and surprise us. So it's not going to be something that absolutely cannot happen. So Troy could surprise us. We don't know. But I do like this team. I like – uh, Quad A Green, I think he's a great point guard. Kind of reminds me of Tyler Eulis. I like Shea Gil, just Alexandra. I think he's another uh, point guard that Cal has. That um, it's a typical Cal point guard. He's tall. He's athletic. Uh, he can drive as well as uh, pass, shoot, all of the things as a, that a point guard can do. So I like I like that point guard combo that they got there. They both can play the one and. Um, uh, what makes Alexander so versatile is he can also play the two. Kevin Knox, I think he's going to be a superstar. Um, the Richardson kid for Kentucky, I don't know what he's got on his hands, lubrication or something, but he can't hold on to the ball. Ty Winyard probably, everybody was wondering why Ty Winyard wasn't playing much, why Kyle would never put Ty Winyard in 
last year. Well, now we see why. Ty Wienard isn't really worth crap. He's he's a terrible player. Uh, so that's kind of where our team's at right now. Uh, those three, Quad A, uh, uh, Gilgis Alexandra, and uh, Kevin Knox, those three are, are uh, great players this year. Uh, Richardson can't hold on to the ball. You got Johnny David, Brad Calipari sitting there on the bench. Um, I don't think they've seen the floor yet this year. But it's interesting, Cal started off freshman. You got Sasha Kalea Jones and Wendy Gabriel, who are the returning veterans, the sophomores. Uh, you thought they would maybe have a bigger role this year, but they've not started. You know, they're both getting playing time. Sasha Clay Jones will get more playing time. You know, he's getting more playing time in one game than he got all season last year, so I'm sure he's a lot happier. But this team is going to be a very interesting year for this team. I think the SEC tournament could be one of the greatest SEC tournaments we've watched in a long time because there is no dominant SEC team. I like what I see in Florida. I think they're a nationally top-ranked uh, team. I think that uh, Kentucky will remain a nationally top-ranked team. So I think it will be Florida and Kentucky in the SEC doing work, but there's not a team that really is going to dominate the conference this year. I think it could go up and down, up and down with wins and losses in the SEC. Uh, it's going to be an interesting uh, year in basketball, to say the least. Patino is not in this year, so it's going to be interesting to see what the Cards can do with their new coach. Uh, so far, so good with the Cards. I, I know that they've been winning some basketball games. I don't know if they're undefeated or not. I would be surprised if they were, but uh, you know they're not doing too bad. I definitely don't think we're going to see the Louisville that we're used to seeing. Uh, speaking of Louisville and Rick Pitino, Rick Pitino has expressed interest that he wants to return to coaching. He still thinks that there is a future for him coaching basketball. Now, I think that Rick Bettino will go back to coaching, but I think that Rick Bettino will go to the NBA because when he goes back to coaching, if he goes back to college basketball coaching, they're going to put some type of ban on Patino. We already know he's got a five-game suspension for the Katina Powell incident, but with this new scandal with Adidas and these college recruits, Patino could be banned from coaching for a couple years with a show cause. Whatever that may be, I think that that Rick Pitino is going to just walk away from college basketball in general. He has kind of done all he can do in college basketball. I don't think that a top-tier program will hire Pitino because of his reputation. And I don't think Pitino is humble enough to really coach a team that's not a top-tier program. So I think that the NBA is a totally different ball game because you really can't get in trouble in the NBA for the things you can get in trouble for in college, and I think people are going to focus more on Rick Pitino, the basketball coach, instead of his reputation in the NBA. So I do see Pitino going to the NBA to coach a program, you know, maybe like the New York Knicks or uh, maybe the Los Angeles Lakers, and and uh, you know I do think Pitino would even humble himself and coach a smaller NBA team like the Phoenix Suns. Because I think that Patino loves coaching. He misses it, and he wants to get back into coaching. He's living in Miami right now, you know, so the Miami Heat could even be up there for him. So I, I don't want to rule the NBA out for Patino. I definitely think that might be where Patino is going to end up next. So Kentucky football, I'm going to the Louisville game uh, this Saturday. It's the last game of the season. It's the last 
home. Yes, the last regular game. It's the last home game. It'll be Senior Day. Uh, Kentucky. They went out uh, pretty poorly on the road. Their last game. Their last road game. Forty-two to thirteen. Lost to Georgia Bulldogs, which puts Kentucky at seven and four. So, what kind of bowl is Kentucky going to get to? We know that they are bowl eligible with six wins. And they got their seventh win. But who is Kentucky going to be playing with seven wins? Um, if, speaking if they lose to Louisville. If they beat Louisville, they go to eight wins. So what bowl is Kentucky going to end up at? Bowl assignments will be announced on December 3rd. But I'm going to give you a rundown of where national websites are projecting UK following Saturday's loss to Georgia. Here's where they got him going. ESPN's Kyle Benagra versus, he's got him going versus Wake Forest in the Belk Bow. ESPN's David Hale has Kentucky facing Wake Forest in the Belk Bow. Uh, Sports Illustrated has Kentucky facing Northwestern in the Music City Bow. So does NBC Sports. Uh, so does SB Nation. Uh, the CBS Sports has them going um, to the Liberty, Bowl, the Liberty Bowl playing Texas in the Orlando Sinatra has Kentucky playing Iowa State in the Liberty Bowl. So a lot of people have Kentucky going to the Music City Bowl. The Music City Bowl, if that happens, if Kentucky goes to the Music City Bowl, it's going to be uh, December the 29th at 4.30 on ESPN. The Outback Bowl is January 1st at noon. The Tax Slayer, which is Kentucky's bowl last year with seven games, is on December 30th in in Jacksonville, Florida. The Texas Bowl is in Houston on December 27th, and the Liberty Bowl is in Memphis on uh, December 30th. Oh, and the Belt Bowl is in Charlotte December 29th. So Kentucky could go to either one of those. Um, Let's just hope Kentucky needs a bowl win. That's what Kentucky needs. That's what Stoops needs to get people off his back. If If Stoops can beat Louisville and win a bowl game, wow, he has definitely made a statement, and I'll lay off of Stoops. Eight wins, a bowl win, winning against teams like Louisville, Tennessee, South Carolina. I'll lay off of him. So he's just got to prove me wrong. Don't let me down, Stoops. Since we're talking about football, there are some major football programs looking for coaches, and you guys know I love uh talking about the coaching carousel and where coaches end up. Florida is really trying to get Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly is the former NFL or is the former NFL coach and he also used to coach Oregon. So he's used to coaching college football and he's definitely proven himself in the NFL. He used to coach the Eagles. Uh, But Chip Kelly is who UCLA is also going after as well. Tennessee is a team that's also looking for a big-name coach. Um, I haven't heard any rumors worth talking about, any significant rumors worth talking about. The reason I talk about Florida is because that is something I think that will happen. I think that's a for-sure thing that is going to take place, Chip Kelly going to either UCLA or Florida. If I was him, I think I'd choose Florida. It's more of a football school. It's uh, it's SEC and I think that he will – I think he'll fit in there. But enough of the sports world. It's really been a slow uh, news week. Nothing really has been happening. Um, I know this happened a couple weeks ago, um, and I never did get to talk about it on my last podcast, but I just want to say my heart 
uh, goes out to the victims of the church shooting in rural Texas. I'm telling you guys, we're not safe anywhere we go. It's happening in churches, shopping malls, uh, grocery stores, convenience stores. It's going to happen at sporting events eventually. It's happened in movie theaters. It's happening everywhere. Shootings is... Um, I don't think it's the the fact that guns are, are legal. I don't think it's that that's causing these people to do that. I think it's a mixture of a couple things. One, it's crazy people. Uh, only a crazy person wants to take a gun and hurt other people with it for no reason. Yeah, I do think you're crazy if you get to that point to where you want to do that. <clears throat> or you're just somebody who's just really pissed off and bitter at the world. I don't think that limiting gun sales is going to stop that. I do think that uh, people need to start carrying their own guns. Uh, Texas is a place where people do do that. Everyone in Texas has a gun. So you thought more people in that church would have been armed. Um, I do know that the person who shot the gunman, he got shot while leaving the church by someone who was standing outside the church who had his own gun on him. But if more people had guns on them, it would stop these heinous acts. If you know security guards in hospitals and schools could carry guns, it could gun down a shooter if, if need be. But these security guards only get to carry around not sticks. How are they going to take down a man with a gun when all they have is a not stick? Guns need to be accessible for these people in security jobs and uh, you know, people like pastors who pastor these churches, they need to keep guns with them at their pulpits. You are completely helpless if you don't have a gun on you. If you travel somewhere and you're staying at a place that's a very rough area like Memphis, Tennessee, and you're staying overnight in an unknown place in an unknown hotel, if you don't have a gun and someone breaks into your room and they have a gun, what are you going to do? You're going to be at their mercy. So you need to carry your own weapon. Right now, the law is that guns are still being sold everywhere. Even weapons of mass destruction can be sold to almost anybody. I mean, I don't agree with all that, but you know, I, I do believe in the First Amendment and the right to bear arms. As far as semi-automatic weapons and you know all of these these little automatic guns that people can buy, I don't know about that. But I do know what the rules are now and the laws are now, and you can access them. So why not just protect yourself because that's the only thing you can do. If you sit around and you complain about, oh, guns shouldn't be legal, guns shouldn't be legal, that's not going to do you any good when a gun is pointed in your face and you have to act immediately when you have to do something. If you have no gun on you, you are at the mercy of the shooter. So I encourage people to go out there and buy a weapon to keep on themselves, keep in their house. If someone breaks in on you, you need a gun to help protect yourself. You know, 26 people at least died from that church shooting. The gunman was identified by the Texas Department of Public Safety as Devin Patrick Kelly. He was 26 years old, and he lived in New Braunfels, Texas, and he died shortly after the attack. Uh, studies have came out that he served in the Air Force at a base in New Mexico, but was court-martialed in 2012 on charges of assaulting his wife and his child. He was sentenced to 12 months confinement and received a bad conduct discharge in 2014. Uh, the motive for the attack was unclear, but the grisly nature of it could not have been clear. Families gathered in pews, clutching Bibles and praying to the Lord 
before they were murdered in cold blood on the spots. Unbelievable. Mr. Kelly started firing at the First Baptist Church in Sutherland Springs not long after the Sunday morning service began at 11 a.m. He was armed with a Ruger military-style rifle, and within minutes, many of those inside the small church were either dead or wounded. The victims ranged in age from 5 years old to 72, and among the dead were several children, a pregnant woman, and the pastor's 14-year-old daughter. It was the deadliest mass shooting in the state's history. At least 20 more were wounded. Mm. The authorities received their first call about a gunman about 11.20 a.m. Officials and witnesses said Mr. Kelly appeared to be prepared for an assault with black tactile gear, multiple rounds of ammunition, and a ballistic vest. Representative Henry Collier, a Texas congressman who represents the region and who was briefed by law enforcement officials, stated he went there, he walked in, started shooting people, and then took off. That's pretty much says it all there. He the motive is unclear, but it just sounded like someone who wanted to just hurt innocent people for no reason. I mean, he he was killing children. He was killing five year old kids. I mean, this is a sick man. He just went in and just started gunning people down. It's very sad. And again, there you go with that automatic military weapon that he had access to. I, I don't know about all that, but We're not safe anywhere. Protect yourself, ladies and gentlemen. Protect yourself. Well, anyway, Thanksgiving is right around the corner. It's coming up on Thursday. I hope everyone has a good Thanksgiving. I know I will. I know I'll be eating lots of food, spending it with the family, having a good time, and I hope you do the same. Keep listening to Off the Cuff, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Adam Banks, and I'll see you in the next episode. (laughs) 